You are listening to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. We're lucky to be at Hazen Tree Country Club, correct? Am I right on that? It's not Hazeltine. Not Hazeltine <laughs> or Ovaltine, but myself and Campbell Cox are up here with Matt Taylor to start off. Matt, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys today? Doing good. It's uh, good to see you, Matt. Good to see you all. Tell us a little bit about this golf course and, and what we have here at Hazen Tree. So it's originally a Tom Fazio design. It was started in 2006, late 2005, and opened up in 2007, and um it was originally started by Creedmoor Development Property Group. And then it was transferred hands to Toll Brothers in 2010, I believe. And then we actually transitioned over to Club Corp Now Invited in fall of 2019. Really? So it's had several owners in a short period of time, but it's a really nice um, property. And at one point in time, it was kind of up here in the middle of nowhere, but now that we're always expanding, it's... Some beautiful homes around here. <laughs> I mean, beautiful homes. Giants. Yeah. I realized at one point in time that uh, my investment strategies haven't been as good as theirs, apparently. <laughs> so, goals to, so, goals to aspire to. What kind of greens do you, do you have? We have Champion G12. How long? How old are those? Five years. Okay. They were bent grass when they won A4 when they got up here, and then we changed over. So, we're all on five years now. Was that at your urging or the membership already or Club Corp? Already thinking about making that change. Yeah, same thing about originally at the time it was Toll Brothers, and they were looking at making the change. They had they had changed over at a, an old, our sister course, Briar Creek, prior to that, and um, they had had a hot summer and um, needed a little assistance, and yeah. decided to go ahead and make the move. And it's been good on that end. Our our rounds, it's been nice since you know, like everybody else, when when COVID hit. When I first got up here, we were sixteen thousand rounds, and the last couple of years we've been hanging around. 35 to 38 so. breaking records yeah it's been yeah. been a couple big years so how many years have you been here now matt gosh about three weeks short of six years wow probably five and a half too many so. <laughs> 2016-ish yeah like like late fall i guess right before eop in in 2016 is that how we measure dates now is by eop yeah. <laughs> that's when the starts that's what campbell likes oh my to hear. careful how we throw that word around alan <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at this photo you have framed on your wall. It's two different fairways, and one's striped and one's a diamond pattern. You do that all the time? So that's actually at my old club Okay. when I worked uh, down at the Atlanta Athletic Club gotcha. in Johns Creek, Georgia. So when I left there, um, our director of Grani, Lucas Harvey, gave it to me as one of my gifts Tell when us. I was leaving. So well, the, bottom, the bottom hole is Riverside, okay. and the top picture is Highlands. And that was the superintendent on each course. Nice. So it was, and it's it's actually the holes go side by side, and it's both holes sixteen. So it's a it's a neat. Oh, photo. that's neat. Mm-hmm. And they're mowed differently. The patterns in the mm-hmm. fairways on purpose. Yeah, that's cool. It helped separate now. Yeah. So Matt, you're would you describe yourself as a local? You were born and raised and grew up around Raleigh. So originally from Greensboro, North Carolina, and on the outskirts, well, I guess we'll call it Greensboro, but Pleasant Garden, Level Cross, down by Richard Petty. So that neck of the woods, and then came up here to school, uh, bounced around, didn't know what I was going to do when I was in school, and um, ended up working for John Atkins at Tot Hill. And he told me that it was uh, never too late to change my mind. 
So ended up in Raleigh, finished up school there, and then hung out for a little bit, and then moved down to Georgia for about eight and a half years. So. Kind so of, did you attend NC State for turf? I did. Yeah. Yeah, Wolfpacker. Spent a lot of time on Lake Wheeler Road. <laughs> did. Yeah. It was getting going by the time that I was there. And okay. We had some rural labs out there, and um, it's good good facility out there though. It's always something going on when I'm out there. Always. Something. Always. So what? How would you? What would you say makes uh, Hazen Tree unique? What's what's unique about Hazen Tree? So we have no water on the golf course, no lakes. It's all it's all fairways, rough and bunkers. So no water hazards anywhere. No water hazards, man. But if you ask for membership, we have hazards around our bunkers, <laughs> so we keep our, our grass a little bit taller on them to give a little bit of definition. So, um, but no no water out here. Where do you draw your water from then? So we are on effluent water. Okay. So um, unfortunately, even though it's a beautiful day outside, we could have could have treated you well here with our effluent facility beside. Right. But it produces our, our good portion of our water. Yeah. And then it, it pumps up to our our Holden Lake, which is right top of the hill from here. Okay. And then the lake that you pass coming in is also a transfer lake. So. Gotcha. We, we're in a range of thirty to forty million gallons on property when we're full pool. Man. So, it produces enough for us that originally they thought they were going to be doing some more than they do and so we actually supplement three of our neighborhood sections with irrigate effluent irrigation water there are you responsible for just the golf course or anything in this neighborhood as well just the golf course and good for you yeah yeah luckily it's not tied to the hoa so right so how did you we got you out of nc state what was your first gig after that so I ended my internship and right after school, worked at Eagle Ridge okay. Golf Club in Garner right after it opened up, worked for Tory Bowman, and then probably fall of that year, um, moved to, well, stay, moved to down to Fuquay and then started working at Keith Hills Country Club okay. down by Campbell. Yeah. So it was wife, now wife, moved back up from East Carolina, so it was kind of a spot there in the middle for us to... Be nearby. So y'all were dating at that point? We were dating, yeah. What about when you were at Atlanta Athletic Club? So she stayed up here for probably the first year and a half. Okay. And said she wasn't going to move down until I put a ring on it. And uh, <laughs> she, she came down for some weird reason, and she went back to nursing school. So my mom always told me that I had quite the catch. Right. And I told her that, that I was fully you know instilled in that theory 20 years ago but i was like she's still around so i'm not sure how <laughs> i hear you you're not allowed to listen to this later either so. what is her name we got to give her props katrina katrina yeah. katrina any props. children just one okay yeah just one just a daughter gotcha. so mckenzie she's just turned seven this summer so funny joke um we started dating we were up here in school when the hurricane came through and you know down in louisiana yeah and so it was, you know, it never heard her name anywhere. Right. And then realized how many people, when they looked at her ID at the time, we were still getting carded. <laughs> and there many people butchered her name. Yeah. But uh, my friends would joke with me if, you know, I ended up being on the couch one night if she was a cat three or cat four last night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> that's wrong. That's how we rank her. Uh, and she's left-handed. Her, her moves. Yeah. As category. It's usually caused by me. So. you got to make sure she doesn't listen to this. Absolutely You're in trouble. Yeah. You are in big trouble. <laughs> So, how how many guys are on, guys and girls are on staff here? So right now we're fifteen, but we vary throughout the season. Is that low high for you right now? It's right in the middle. Okay. I guess it's kind of our shoulder season number. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll vary. Um, we'll probably be a little bit. Oh, we have some H two Bs, and they'll start 
heading back home for the winter time and then we'll run a little bit wider in the winter and then start to transition into the spring and then this summer we had 10 high school and college students join us as well. nice yeah so we've had a pretty good influx the last three four years yeah visited a lot of the when you still could the high school fairs career days went to those and then reached out to a lot of the guidance counselors and Thought we were originally looking for part-time teachers, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, huh. one to play some golf and made them get other kids. Right. So, <laughs> a couple of, each each year we've a couple of returned and then they brought some of their friends with their siblings with them and it's been kind of a sustainable. Do you walk mow greens? You you we do. Them? Okay. We do. What about tees? Do you still walk mow tees? We don't. Oh, okay. They did. They did when I first got here and um, at one point in time we. You know, when it first showed up, we had more malt mowers than we did people, so we transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's complained about it since right. there's like five acres of tea, so we're uh, we're on triplexes on that and triplex on approaches. Man. A little bit more about the club. Private? Fully private? Fully private. Good membership? Good membership. We have right on the borderline of we've had a little bit of waiting list the last, last year or so. Nice. And it's it depends on what time of year with the normal attrition that you normally have, but it's been good. They initially had held off completely, you know, filling out the membership as they were developing homes out here because everybody that's out here that Once. lives out here is a social member at least. Okay. So they were keeping X amount of memberships open and backfilling with invitational, yeah. but now it's it's two type two levels of membership and um, so three hundred seventy five full members. They have full access to everything and then. 75 limited memberships they get to play through the week and then Sunday afternoons and then the other gosh I don't know how many social members there are but everybody in the lives in the neighborhood there's 800 plus homes so I, I live in the area okay not far away and I've had a few friends play out here and they've all described it as difficult would you say that the golf course is hard for the average golfer or is it you know it what? is I jokingly say that we're the emergency landing field for RDU our fairways are, <laughs> are, are pretty big, but it's kind of winding. It's your typical Fazio design, and so we're we're looking at doing a bunker project in the coming months. And so I think, like everybody else has done, we'll adjust some of it. We have three and a half acres of floor space out here for bunkers. So, but like anything else, it was built in the mid two thousands with everybody hitting it five hundred yards an hour, a little bit a little bit outdated. So we'll shift some of them back and then reduce some of the ones for our our higher handicappers and um, ease it up a little bit, but it's a challenging, challenging course. Good layout. How close to this bunker project are you? I mean, is it a done deal? You still shopping around, or you got a date set? It's pretty close to being. They, they've we've been going back and forth. Yeah. Um, once look, our once our ownership group decides, once they want to pull the trigger, it's kind of it's. We were looking at doing it this fall, and then it was kind of winding up the. You know, golf season's so nice up here in the fall time. Right. So it's probably going to transition more into a winter project on that end. Is that something you look forward to doing? I do. This will um done four green renovations and two course renovations. But this will be the first time. All the bunkers that I've done have been during the course renovations. Right. So this will be the first time that we have do a course or bunker renovation inside of play. Right. So I was excited that. It may be done during the off season more so than in season. Yeah, on keep, that end, but it'll be. We keep it up and keep the members happy. Absolutely. Can yeah. you go into a little more detail about the type of bunker renovation you're doing? I mean, it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good spec. We're going to reduce floor space probably by twenty percent. So we have a lot of bunkers that range from two hundred and forty yards to two seventy five, two eighty in that realm. So a lot of the, and it may be 
you know, typical Fazio, good good well tail kind of bridge in the middle, and so that'll get cut out, or the front half of the bunker will get filled in and extended backwards. And but we're gonna add some new bunkers where we kind of because but we'll keep the same character because they kind of define it out here and it's very naturalistic and the bunkers do a good job. They did a really good job of diverting water, so we don't really have much of an issue there. But um, tighten it up a little bit, make it a little bit easier for us to maintain and um, any concrete going in those things at all potentially potentially yeah most likely yeah and then we got line around here now and it's it's kind of gotcha it's not doing very good so we'll we'll shift gears on that yeah move around that in but they're going to raise some fours because we'll have a lot of excess dirt to to do something with so I hear you. so it'll be a fun exciting it is there's gonna be some pretty good door work you've also been you still have g12 right mm-hmm. and you've you've been somebody that I've, i think it's been a fan of that it's been a good grass. It's, talk, talk about it, yeah. It's a, it's it's been different than the Tiff Eagle and the Champion, the many birds that I've grown. Um, it's even more aggressive to it. You gotta work pretty hard at it. So it's I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's we are working a little bit harder. But you can you know that you can be more aggressive to it and um, if you were to have a bad bad period that you can work your way out of it. On it that bounce end. back. Mm-hmm. Now where is the G twelve located? In the fairways? Up putting surfaces. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Those champions you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit more leaf textured base. Kind of looks more a little bit like a warm season bent grass. Gotcha. So it's tendencies or our normal practices on it are more things that I do to it. I never would have done on regular, I guess, ultra dwarf on that end. You beat it up a little bit? or Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did gradings this summer and they pretty much weren't green for a couple of weeks so <laughs> did a Florida style verification but it's been a good reset good how long would you describe as the uh as the learning curve on on that grass just it took when, us, when you first planted it so the grow in was different because the grass probably grew in in 24 25 days but then the transitioning it to a putting surface compared to regular ultra dwarf was a longer period so in theory the, the timing ended up being the exact same but it's a teeny bit slower in the spring, but then it holds on a little bit longer in the fall. So it's, but it's good grass though. It's it's pretty, pretty stout. It can pretty much handle anything it gets thrown at it on that end. I don't think I've ever been to a course with G12 before. You might have been. Quail Hollow has it. Okay. I think Equal Point has it, and one of our sister courses down in Charlotte, TPC Piper Glen. Speaking of quail, you going? During the President's Cup? Down there? I don't know, because I'm, you know, I'm sneaking away for the race at the beginning of I, October. I hear you. And so I don't know how much. Yeah, we had a whole NASCAR conversation before this recording started <laughs> that I'm, we could have kept going, but we had to do this recording. Oh, we should have recorded that. Oh, that was <laughs> some good stuff. And uh, so uh, you weren't at Darlington, were you? I haven't. That's the, I haven't been to that track. All right, we'll exchange to, phone numbers and you'll come next time. Been to Martinsville and, and Bristol and Charlotte and Atlanta. And Homestead, and Daytona, Talladega, and Dover. All right. So, so that leads into some of my questions okay. about your more of your personal side and just kind of the fun side. So, what's your favorite track? We'll start there. What's your favorite track? Either that you watch on TV or that you've been to in person. Oh, I mean, watched on TV. I like Darlington a lot. It's a really good historical race. I mean. Talladega. I haven't been to a 500 Daytona, but Talladega in the fall is pretty, pretty sporty event. But I like Martinsville a lot. I guess that was kind of growing up as a kid, going up there and 
and pop right up there. It was an hour from our house, and it's just like a short track race. And I'm excited to see that they're coming back to Wilkesboro, and excited yeah. to see they're coming, you know, go back to Nashville. And yeah, not a huge fan of the mile and a half, but it's good to mix them in. It got a little saturated there in the late 90s with a mile and a half, no doubt. But it did. That's all I didn't realize they were coming back to North Wilkesboro, but just announced last week. No uh, kidding. In fact, to even be eligible to purchase a ticket to get in the early list, you had to make a $25 donation to a, a charity just to get considered to get a ticket because it's going to be so hard to get. But Last time I drove by that track, there were trees growing out of the stand, yeah. out of the bleachers. Yeah, no, they did a big revival renovation to it. So did they did they flatten it and just redo the whole thing, or what they do? So and what happened was Dale Earnhardt Jr. in our racing, he said, if we can't have a race on it in real life, let's go scan it in and we can race on it in the virtual world. And so they had a cleanup day, and they got out there with weed eaters and cleaned that thing up. And one thing led to another, and they had some races this past month, sold it out, and. Then they made the announcement about the all-star race going there. That is cool. We got some yeah. good state tax dollars to go there, so it's good good use of my money. The yeah, they, towards they did it. have a good the, return on investment. The on governor that was definitely there during the announcement. So. Wow, yeah. I didn't know any of this. So, all right, on the sub, who's your currently your favorite driver, and who's your all-time favorite driver? I'm a petty man, just because he's around the corner. Him and Kyle and Austin, it's and um, and Adam. I mean, it's just just. I think I lean towards them. So I like Eric Jones a lot. It's happy to see his recent I was success. Too. Happy to see him win recently. But also, I'm, I've I've liked Kyle Larson since he was with Ganassi. I just I like he runs a high line. And he's a pretty aggressive driver. But it's I like Smoke a lot. I mean, just good feisty. Oh yeah, good drivers just aren't necessarily worried about their PR. I guess. Did you watch SRX any? Some. Yeah. yeah it's it just I didn't. I guess I didn't get it on. I wouldn't call it my schedule, but it didn't get entrenched into my brain. Right. And we, uh, so I had it, you know, got rid of, we got rid of that. We finally clipped the core, I guess, cut the cable, yeah. I guess, about a year ago. And so now those events, I'm having to, like, actually make sure that <laughs> I'm there. I can't just set the recorder and come right. back to it. Right, like the old school. Chasing around a six year old, my brain's not as good as I want it to be. That's funny. Well, I've only got two more generic questions All for right. Matt. Well, one of them is uh, what, describe what is your favorite part of this, doing this job? That's a loaded question, but I guess I think the, the constant challenge of dealing with different interactions, whether it be with your membership, your staff, whether, you know, um, partners, I, it just, you never know what's coming at you. It's a, uh, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, I've done this since I was like 14 and a half. So the only other job that I did was like six weeks of being a waiter. <laughs> chasing the girl and uh it didn't work out and so <laughs> six so, weeks of being a waiter sounds like a movie <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's that's the only thing i've ever done so i, I don't think necessarily if i could go do anything else on that end um but i i think you know like anybody else would say being out here in the morning and it's a nice serenity and seeing your finished product and seeing a plan come into place and Seeing the smile on everybody's faces and seeing the team, you know, the enjoyment your team gets out of it and everybody working hard together and coming together to accomplish a goal. I think it's probably what I get the most enjoyment out of it now. And then seeing folks that you've worked with go on and have success and, you know, seeing their families have success. And um, so it's fun on that end. I got to hold a rebut before you go to your next question. <laughs> okay. Opposite, opposite side of what we just asked, what's your least favorite thing to do here? Such as, I know Supers who – 
hate changing cups. I'm not changing cups anymore. I'm not raking bunkers. I don't have to do But some love changing cups. Some love raking bunkers. What's something you, I'm not doing that anymore? Goodness. I think we're hands-on here. Yeah. So, my guys might disagree with me on my statement. <laughs> They're not here, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, that's, that's a good question. Nothing. Yeah. You'll get dirty. You'll do whatever. I don't think yeah, I mean, the job needs to get done. I can't ask anybody to go do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Right. Like cutting cups, probably. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I enjoy cutting cups for like the front nine, by the time I get to the back nine, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Uh, but that, that and and probably, I mean, I'm breaking bunkers on that end. Probably feel their, their pain on that end. But right. I enjoy we enjoy spraying, enjoy riding equipment. They don't let me ride much equipment here. I'm not straight <laughs> as the lines. So like, delegated oh, really? to the You're not car path blower. And <laughs> I'd love to see the data on that question, Al. I would too. I'd like to see like where cutting cups ranks on the least favorite jobs to do anymore maybe we'll put out a poll on twitter and find I think out that'd be a yeah that'd be a good one i did it be. so much as an assistant i think that was like usually because i mean for the longest time when i was assistant i was on baked grass so you were cutting cups and you know checking the greens and checking the dew patterns in the greens in the morning yeah i mean it was seven days a week we're fortunate here and <laughs> I was fortunate in the land where we're able to work every third weekend here with you know everybody being able to take and give a little more time to our families but there it was you know, every other weekend and just 12 days in a row. Right. Just kind of, but I enjoy it for tournaments and there's a real art to it. No doubt. So I think there's other people that are better that, than I. So. Yeah. I've seen some artists out there cutting yeah. some cups before. It's impressive. It is. Yeah. Even when they make sure the grains go in the right direction and all oh, yeah. that little water bottle, like soaking the edges, you know, yeah. I would not have the patience for that. I know that I could make a <laughs> raw cup, but it's not going to be pretty. So, Every time I listen to a, uh, a Pulling Weeds podcast and I hear a superintendent tell a funny story about something that's happened on their golf course or mm-hmm. something that they've witnessed or maybe even something, you know, tragic or scary or sad, have you got something for the listeners that just, is there a memory that stands out, something that happened on the golf course that you were just, you know, maybe not necessarily expecting or prepared for or the opposite, you know, just you got a lot of joy out of it, you know, any any good stories that you can share? Mm. I guess, I guess, I guess one, I mean, there's, there's been some good stories with the staff, probably something I shouldn't repeat. I guess, I guess I'll, I'll make fun of myself. So it was during the PGA championship in 2011. I think we were three or four days in and it was on the other course, but we had bent grass still. And so we were watching greens and helping out with, you know, the guys set the course and whatnot. And it had been a long summer and my dad was down volunteering. And I think we set the course that morning and then we, we went to go wilt watch and the rest of the course and so i had guys out there and at the time we were using a little, like a little thumb valve for a hose and the little screw would come undone so i one of my guys asked me if i could help you know tighten up the little screw and so i'm sitting there holding with my hand doing this right here and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and put the screwdriver right through my hand <laughs> and i'm like five feet away from a lemonade stand that there's like local like probably high school or middle school girls it's like i don't know girl scout group and I'm just like saying a lot of choice words that I probably should. <laughs> they turn around. Bleeding like a stuck pig. Bleeding like a stuck pig. Got a screwdriver in my hand. Golly. And then my dad's right there and he's like, you know, just pull it out. It'll heal over and you'll probably do it again. I'm like, no, I, I probably don't want to do this again. 
Of course, he's also missing his thumb too. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> like so, like ten o'clock in the morning. But the funny thing was, they bandaged it up, go to first aid, bandaged it up, and then later that year, Marcus Thickpen was up with New Tech, and he was doing a lot of photos, document, you know, documenting everything. And then he gave Ken a couple of Casey and a couple of other guys books at the end of it. But they were at the Carolina show, and I see one of his assistants or administrative assistant. And she walked up to me and she goes, how's the hand doing? And I had never met her before in my life. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, I remember putting all the pictures together and you started off for the week with like nothing on your hand. And next thing you know, like your whole hand was like wrapped up <laughs> oh, wow. like a boxer. <laughs> and so I got to meet her and have a story on that. And it was kind of funny in that end. But yeah, note to self, I try not to. How did that turn out? Did you have to go get a tetanus shot or something? I did. I had to go get a tetanus shot. And Stitches? Then, yeah, I mean, it's it was a fun workers' comp one because, you know, the good doctor sees... Of course, my wife's in medical field, so I shouldn't say anything about doctors, but they were like gold mining. He was like, you know, bringing bacteria in inside your hand. He was like, this is probably going to be a eight-week deal. But it's filled up pretty good, so don't recommend it. No. It's not like a <laughs> What's water it? bubble getting popped. A flathead or Phillips? Phillips. Really? Luckily, though, I went right between like where the nerve is, because I guess your middle finger index and thumb are on one side of nerves, then ring finger and pinky on the other, and I just went right and just split them right between them. So. I'm cringing over here, man. Yeah, so that's my funny, disgusting story in the morning. Funny, not funny. <laughs> so tell us about your guys you got working under you here. Seth, Daniel. We're going to interview a few of them, aren't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, who, who are we going to interview? So Daniel Smith, He's they both started here about the same time. They were here, right? They had just started a little bit before I got here. So Very cohesive team. Very cohesive team. Um, and then Seth Holland, so both our assistant superintendents. And then Greg Womble. Our equipment manager, he started three weeks before I did. So okay, enough, I guess. Hearing what I have to say and actually bringing the brains, well, the brains of the operation, smart. People. Yeah, let's get some smart guys in here, Al. But we got to find out first. What was the first car you ever drove before you leave? A Dodge Dakota, nineteen ninety six. Nice. Two wheel drive. What color? Red with a gray trim on the bottom. Okay. And my father didn't change the oil on it for like ninety thousand miles. And I got it like 91,000 miles, and so I think it, I had it for like six months. So the Dakota is the uh, the smaller truck, right? Mm-hmm. The Ram's the bigger one? Yeah, we got it. He got it like probably six months right before the body style change. So it was like the old square. Did you have just two seats up front, or did you have the like tiny little seats behind? I had behind a tiny, the... tiny little back seat. So you could <laughs> just enough room for a uh, 12-inch subwoofer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Driving around random in North Carolina. I could see that but... Yeah. You gotta have good music at the at the um, late model tracks down in Ashboro. I bet so. you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we gotta do some catching up after this. I over. was gonna ask him final question about what do you enjoy to do most off you know when you're away from the golf course, but I think NASCAR is probably Racing. the answer. You know, it is. Either. It's a good break. Yeah, I mean, obviously spend time with family because they're very supportive sure. of what we've done, and you know, my daughter's starting to step in the sport, so it's been fun to enjoy that and. I really enjoy animals and get to bring the dog to work every day, which is an awesome benefit. Um, but I guess the probably enjoyable passion I have is gardening. I do a vegetable garden, so grandparents did that, and so I mean. Do you do you enter the state fair here in Raleigh every year? My neighbor it? did. Okay. My neighbor finished. In like, what category? He it was not it was not pumpkins. But it was watermelon. Watermelon. You know, Simplot yeah. has plenty of stuff to make your garden grow. It may. Oh yeah, <laughs> it may. I may have gotten a couple of uh, we, couple of scraps from somebody. We produce world champion veggies and exactly. fruits. Exactly. No, no doubt. We have quite the character just north of here. 
and um, he looks like the lead singer from ZZ Top. And so he grows really ridiculous. I shouldn't give my tips away, but Ham's vegetables up in up in Lewisburg. He goes really, really good, really, really good vegetables. So Hams. do a lot, do a lot of tomatoes, do a lot of uh, peppers for the guys here. I guess cucumbers, okra, and you just bring a lot of it to the crew mm-hmm. and let them take it. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, they yeah, do. That's cool. I always figured I'd do like probably about eight or nine different hot pepper plants every year and. If I can get them to grunt when I show it to them, then they're like, I don't grow that one the next year. So they enjoy it and probably have about 100 plants or so. Man. We've got a gardening NASCAR enthusiast. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Me and and Mr. Stinnett, we've been been having tomato challenge next year. By the way, Kevin (laughs) Stinnett is in the room. He is quietly observing, making sure we stay in He's the fly on the wall. (laughs) Matt, thank you. Thank you all. I it's guess been great. Thank you. We're going to let you go at this point. We're going to tag you out and let you bring in Daniel, I guess. Go fake it till I make it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you all. Yeah. All right. So we've kicked Matt out and we've got Daniel Smith with us. Daniel, yes, you are the assistant superintendent here? I am. How long you been here? Uh, this coming January will be eight years. Man. I've been here a little while. Good You've been able half to half of Hazen Tree's life. You've been able to hang with Matt that long? I have. Well, he, see, he got here like two years after me, so it's only been five or six years with Matt. So you showing him what If it would have been eight with Matt, we'd be talking <laughs> be tough. <laughs> where, where are you from originally? Uh, North Myrtle. Okay. South Carolina, yes, sir. North Myrtle Beach. Where'd you go to high school? North Myrtle. Yeah. Is that where, um, oh gosh, why am I drawing a name blank? The Clemson wide receiver who's now with the Raiders. Can't I don't think know. Of his name. Uh, Renfro. He went to yeah, Sockets T down in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah. Sockets Close. Okay. Close. Yeah. Huh. God, that's actually played, played against his brother in high school. So how how was it growing up at the beach? Like off season. I'm sure you love the off oh, it's season. Awesome. It's such a small town environment when when all the tourists go back home in the fall. Right. And, uh, it's uh, it's definitely different living up here in a little bit bigger city. How long you been city. away from Myrtle Beach? Eight years. Yeah. I okay. went off to school. Different areas in uh, South Carolina, but came home and finished my turf degree in Ori Georgetown and uh, came up here right after. So we, we talked before we started recording. You played some football at Newberry? I did, Big yeah. Big town of Newberry, South Carolina. Big town. <laughs> and, uh, school full of uh, 1,000 students. Very religious school, though, correct? Yeah, I think yeah. it's Lutheran. Yeah. You, you know, my son just attended a uh, lacrosse camp at Newberry, and they're pumping a bunch of money into that school. They are. They Big just go time. to a new football complex. Yeah. yeah. Huh. The we took a tour of it. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, it looks really nice. I haven't yeah. been back in a while, but I'm eager to go see what they've done. Oh yeah, they're putting in a new nursing building and some other academic the the new nursing freshman program dorms. I knew was big there, yeah. So anyway, yeah. This, there, there's a lot going on at Newberry. I hear you. I'm a surprised. A lot of action in Newberry for a small town, no <laughs> yeah. doubt, no doubt. So did you go straight to Ori Georgetown after Newberry? No, so I transferred. I uh, quit playing football and I transferred it down to Coastal, and I was kind of. Back and forth on what I wanted to do. I was uh, majoring in PE at the time. and was doing some student teaching and coaching football. And okay. Started working on the golf course as a summer job. And Which one? The I was down at uh, Eagle's Nest in yeah. Little River. Oh, yeah. Small public course up there. The longest finishing hole in the Grand Strand, yeah, isn't the it? the longest three, yeah. Yeah, there's a sign really? on three. Highway 17, yeah. That, that's right where my spot They've added is. some uh, perch tees now. They made it the longest course in South Carolina. So really? Tees way back. Did you enjoy working there? Yeah, it was fun. And that, I got really got my feet wet there. I, had, I worked for a good superintendent, Jim Brown, and he really threw me out there into the fire and said, learn. The best right. way to learn is to do it. So. Amen. So did you, you continue to work there while you went to Ori Georgetown? I did, and then I was probably half, 
I guess I was a year into the turf program at Ori, and I went and worked at uh, the Dunes Club for Steve Hamilton for the remainder of my really? time. Really? Yeah. Old and that was Steve, a good experience. It's shout a out to top Steve notch program they run there. So yeah, Dunes Club's a nice oh, yeah, club, absolutely. and it's in the north area, so it's yeah, probably it's close to home. Yeah. Now, where, when you say North Myrtle Beach, what part? Of, Windy Hill. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know where the putt putt course is with the big volcano. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, right behind there. I hear you. Born and raised. We uh we frequent putt putt courses <laughs> a lot down there. They host so. the Masters, the putt putt Masters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we beat we beat up Matt pretty good on some a little bit about Hazen Tree and yeah. what makes the golf property unique and everything. That's, I'm interested in your perspective. What do you think makes Hazen Tree unique? Uh, I think it's the the location because you're kind of tucked up here away in upper transition zone. So uh, if you don't, I don't think you see many courses that are in areas like this and then the aspect you talked about with no water it's more of a parkland feel with lots of trees and even before they started building all these homes out this place was really secluded and it was really cool uh it's kind of disappointing to see all the homes go in now but they're beautiful homes though no doubt about that some nice houses out here does the location provide any unique challenges it does because like i mentioned we're up at the almost the tip top of the transition zone so we're kind of in between cool season and warm seasons and you got to kind of play a little play around a little bit with different things as far as covering in the winter and but uh we've uh i think we've hit a groove and we've found our our niche with, with the grasses we have here what uh what's a piece of advice you'd give somebody young getting into the business uh, i'd say keep your head down be patient uh be hands-on like i said before the only way to learn is to do it so put your head down get your hands dirty and yeah be patient. Good advice for anything, not just superintendent, but yeah. for life. So, what's the one thing you hate doing around here? And that, <laughs> y'all talked about cutting cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I was in fact they're yelling zero. zero. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've all done it a lot, and uh, it's got to get I'd done. I'd rather go dig a hole and do irrigation and go cut cuffs. Honestly, would you really? That, we're two that's for what I was two. doing this morning. We're yeah. two for two today already <laughs> on that on that job. That's a bold statement, though. That you'd rather go fix an irrigation head than. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy irrigation. We were out there doing some this morning, but uh, it keeps us busy here too. Because like every twenty feet out here, they when they install the irrigation, they put these little bell couplings in. And if you get any fluctuation in pressure, a lot of times in the summer when the soil starts to warm back up and softens up, yeah, those uh, bell couplings will start slipping, and you get these little these little weeping leaks that cause bubbles everywhere. So we've been really I don't know how many how many we repair each year, but it's non-stop what do you do on the repair job to make sure that doesn't so we'll just cut that bell that bell coupling out and then put two knock-on couplings or i got you whatever couplings we have to repair it with so flip side of that what's your what's your favorite part of the job i I really enjoy being with with the guys the team environment like like i said i uh, i played football so growing up i always had that team environment around me and i think that's something we've tried to incorporate here is just build a good culture and a good team environment and it's, uh, what position did you play in football? I played quarterback. Oh, did you? I was hoping you'd say defensive end and we're going to line Campbell up out there and let you tackle him. But <laughs> Hey, I'm shifty. I <laughs> know. Yeah, it'd be hard I'm to shifty. catch. He's quick. I'm not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. When I interned at Pinehurst way back in 99, the break room was the most amazing place on the planet. You know, and it, had, it just yeah. had to do with the guys, being yeah. around the guys and – I mean, the amount of stories that could come out of those mornings when you're when you're trying to wake up drinking coffee and everything. So I really appreciate your uh, your answer. Yeah, about I turned being around the guys as well, and it's yeah. like, like you said, it's that environment down there is something different than you'll experience oh. in most places. Cause there's so many people involved and so many different moving parts. And well, that 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 one 
maintenance building that where all five golf courses are sharing. So yeah. the, the break room's enormous. That's crazy. And you got you got crew from all different kinds of golf courses, from all the different golf courses. Everybody's fighting every coffee. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. So we learned, too, Matt's a big race car, NASCAR driver. What are, what are your hobbies? What are you into? I'm a football guy, college football. All right, yeah. who's your team? Clemson Tigers all the way. Yeah, I was born Tigers. in South Carolina, raised in South Carolina, so it's, it's in my blood. Well, so what about the Chanticleers? They, they've been successful. Yeah, I don't know. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. It's Clemson, huh? And it's hard, too, because now my, my brother's actually playing that at Florida State, so I've got like. Is he really? Yeah. What's he he's doing? He's a punter. Nice. What's his name? He's, uh, Zane Smith. He's okay. a sophomore this year. Very cool. Yeah. Is he the main punter? He's back up right now. He's okay. got an older guy in front of him, but we're hoping uh, he'll stick with it. And maybe in a couple of years he'll be be very, playing on very TV. Cool. Man. Well, yeah. I know I know Dabo will never hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were making the decisions, take would that you... uh, number. Uh, what's his name? What's his number twenty nine? Take number twenty nine out for me, Dabo. Would you would you <laughs> stick with uh, DJ or would you go? Oh, with we're Kate? going there. Yeah, oh, I've had this discussion many times. Come on, I want to hear your answer. I'd give DJ a couple more weeks and let's see how it goes. The big Cinco. It's kind of early to call. Big Cinco. Yeah. Big Cinco. It's kind of early to make a call on that. After the first week, I was uh, jumping up and down, yelling at the TV, take him out. But <laughs> after last Saturday, it didn't look so bad. So we'll see how it goes the next couple of weeks. And Cade looks promising. Though. That kid's gonna be a, be a stud totally agree you're just over there smiling clemson I know. football man clemson <laughs> I, football i could talk about it for hours you kidding me he's got different he's got some uh a little different mobility to him that dj doesn't seem to have i say bring back todge boyd i always todge i always like todge i went to camp with todge boyd a few times he, nice we, guy we graduated the same year yeah He's become a local icon down there there's no Has question he? he's oh yeah he's big in the community and everything so he's doing he's giving back yeah. What do you like to do when you're away from the golf course? What are your hobbies and things you Chase like? Chase children. <laughs> How many you got? Two. Two now. I got a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Your hair's on fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. What's your names? Uh, Grayson and Cooper. Nice. Any animals? I got a dog, Winston. He's yeah. usually out here. He was supposed to come today, but I didn't want him uh, drooling all over your equipment. Big and, bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You got to give your wife a shout-out. What's, What's her name? Nikki. Okay. Yep. Kudos, Nikki. Kudos. Putting up for Daniel. <laughs> yes. All right, my man. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I think we're going to we're gonna let Seth in here for a moment. Absolutely. Thank all you right. so much. Thank it's you. been a good couple minutes with you. Yes, sir. First name, last name? Seth Holland. Right? Perfect. We're all watching now. Oh, now I got the whole audience. Yeah, that's not <laughs> fair. Let's, let's allude to that. Yeah. All right, so we've got Seth Holland in here, another assistant. But unfortunately, Seth does have an audience. He has, has three other spectators. Man, no, they're all in here. I know. We got no Kevin, pressure, no Seth. No pressure. No pressure. Jeez. So where are you from originally? I'm born and raised here, Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. Uh, go to high school here, college here. Yep. Went to Millbrook High School, and then getting out of high school didn't really know what I wanted to do did a little bit of wake tech and then um, found the turf program at NC State okay and got my uh, bachelor's there or my associates there um, in ag business and in turf so that was a really cool experience did you work at a golf course prior to going there not prior no played a lot of golf my whole life um, so I kind of thought this would get me into playing golf yeah. little did I know I was completely <laughs> wrong right. um, but it opened a lot of doors just being at NC State where I started working at Lonnie Pool 
Uh, worked there for three or four years, became a spray tech, uh, learned a lot there. So it opened a lot of doors going to NC State for sure. Who was at Lonnie Pool when you were there? First it was Mickey for about a year, and then I worked with Brian for okay. the rest of the time being. Yeah. They hosted us this year in this beautiful golf course. Went to Millbrook. You're from in town. Yep, yep. Um, this is I've, we, I grew up 20 minutes away from here right off of Creedmoor my whole life. Um, it's kind of a funny story because coming down out this way before anything was built out this way, there was nothing but a Bojangles and – I think, man, that might have been it. And this grocery store right down the street here. Um, and I didn't even know Hazen Tree was back here. Um, I think kind of Daniel alluded to it, the location. Um, it's kind of like a diamond in the rough out here. A lot of people don't know about it. And um, it's just a really spectacular property. It's kind of just hidden away. Yeah. It's kind of neat that growing up around here, never even knew about it. A lot of nice neighborhoods on the drive-in. So I, we moved here 2010. And if you had driven the stretch between Creedmoor Road right. and Capitol... No. The Hazen Tree was basically the, the only neighborhood out here. There really? was a couple of little smaller ones, but now you drive up and down, and there's some Gated really, communities. really yeah. nice neighborhoods going in all up and down 98 now. So yeah. it's been crazy. 10 years, 12 years is all. Nice. So Raleigh, your entire life? Raleigh, my entire life. Yeah, yeah you, traveled out a little bit, but now I've kind of stayed up, stayed close this way. My family's this way. My wife, her family's this way, too, so we're, we're local. How long you been at Hazen Tree now? Going on eight years. Got here right after Daniel, maybe a month or two behind him. Um, and we've been riding it out ever since then. It's been a long journey. We've seen a lot of stuff. What's one of the funniest things you've ever seen out on the golf course? Uh, probably, yeah. I would probably say a new employee who we thought had the grasp of driving. And he quite he, he didn't understand a bit of it. So we sat there one morning and we're going over the Buffalo Blower like, this is how you blow it, this is the direction, turn it on, turn it off. And me and Daniel are standing up front, and then we send him off, and all of a sudden he drives straight into our work truck. And not only does he drive straight into the work truck, he continues to just floor it. Really? <laughs> he's burning it out? I mean, he's just spinning tires, and me and Daniel are just like, this is a great way to start the day. And come to find out, I don't think he'd ever driven a car in his life. Man. Um, and he might have had a few more incidents as he was here. But, yeah, there, we've, seen, we've seen a number of characters come through, but that was definitely a... So it sounds like he's not here anymore? No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> good guy. Really good guy. Uh, just not a good driver. What's uh, we, We've asked all the other guys, so it's only fair you get the answer. What's your favorite thing about working here, and what's the least favorite thing you like doing on the course? Uh, favorite thing? I just think I like seeing it all come together, um, especially when there's bad times and making things right, but even better so when things are really good and just making everything shine, yep. making everything pristine. Um, as for bad things, uh, well, I was going to say, you guys, well, I can't even talk about the real stuff. No, I was um, struggling with employing people, I guess is probably the hardest thing. Labor. Um, labor, whether it's getting them here on time or, you know, we always have the shoulder months where we're kind of hurting and we've, ta- we've tried a bunch of different avenues over this past two years where we're we brought in some retired guys, some high school kids, of course our H2B guys that we bring in and all, but I think labor tends to be the biggest issue, just getting, I mean yeah. now, with as competitive as it is with other companies, you know, willing to pay so much more and go right. do so much less, it's just a tough, tough battle that we fight, I think yearly, and probably gets worse every year. Yeah, that's uh, certainly something we hear everywhere we go, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. in, all, in every industry. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's top to bottom. It's not just golf courses. It's, right. it's everywhere. 
So what do you what do you think is the most unique aspect of Hazen Tree? Um, I, the layout, the bones, and the actual structure of the course. It's got really good bones, and just it was when they put it in, they, they spent a lot of time and a lot of effort and making sure that from the middle of the fairways out to the edges are, are really well done. Um, of course, maintaining them is always a struggle. You know, trying to get to the the details and the fine things on the outside. But I think the way that they put together the course, it it just stands out really well out here. You won't find many places like this around around this area, I don't think. So it makes it stand out. Yeah, it's always had an amazing reputation. It, it sounds like it. it. Sounds like it. Uh, what's a piece of advice you give somebody young getting into the business? Uh, listen, follow other people, pay yeah. attention to things around you. Um, whether it's sales guys getting to know these guys, doing stuff like that, and so you kind of just expanding your horizons as much as you can it's a grind every day i think we all know that and it's hard to kind of have a wider vision of everything not tunnel vision stuff trying to keep growing in the industry as you grow out here yeah that's good advice man great advice what are your hobbies what do you like to do when you're not at work uh football like anything care golf. anything care north carolina tar heels i'm in for um fantasy football <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm alone to myself on this one. I actually graduated from NC State, so that's probably the worst part. But How did that happen? I Just, grew up okay. a Carolina fan my whole life, So, yeah. and unfortunately UNC was not offering a turf program for me, so right. um, NC State was great for that. But no, anything football, sports, family life, I think finding a good work-life balance is huge. So spending time with family, watching football, stuff like that. You mentioned earlier you, you grew up playing a lot of golf. What's what's the current handicap? Oh God, I haven't played in so long. Oh my Lord, let's not put let's not embarrass me. I don't know. Let's go with a twelve right now. Did you play high school golf? I played a little bit in high school. Okay. It wasn't very popular then. Um, it wasn't a big thing, and I didn't even back then. I didn't even care about it as much as I, I do now. It wasn't as popular. I mean, back then, everybody wanted to. I thought I was going to go play in the NBA. <laughs> little did I know I was going to be five foot seven, and that wasn't kind of in the cards. So, if I'd have been hitting golf balls for a lot longer, it might have been a different story. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Well, Seth, thank you. For sitting down. I've got to ask okay, one I'm last sorry, question. What you got? It's all right. I the the other two guys got off free. Okay. All right. But no, these guys these guys have been using a decent amount of our our, our products, and yeah. I just was curious. I was going to ask Seth. You know, do you have one of our products? Is there one that's your favorite that you? Oh, the granular twenty five five ten, the Simplot uh, with the hydrofuse. Yeah, that we we've used that over the past two years on you know weaker spots and growing in sod and stuff like that and that stuff has been awesome i put some of it on my yard this year and i got no complaints uh. awesome <laughs> sorry i had to put them no, on the spot out no, that's good i like it. We, i'm sorry we missed no putting the other guys on the spot what's the first car you drove 2005 mustang nice yeah, what my color? Parents, my, black. My parents made a mistake. That was an early mistake that they learned. <laughs> tickets? Did you yeah, get a some few. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few. <laughs> Did we get your, we ask you what car you drove? All right, so what, what was the first car you drove, Daniel? A poop green 92 Forerunner. Poop green 92 Forerunner. <laughs> like all the way <laughs> <laughs> Toyota uh, made a poop green Forerunner? He did an aftermarket paint it poop green. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, man. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I want to thank you all for allowing, allowing Campbell, Kevin, myself in here and uh, taking up part of your morning, taking over to the office and sharing these stories with us. Appreciate it. 
appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Anything, Can't thank you guys enough. Anything we left out, this is the last chance to get it on the air. Okay. Oh, I did have another question. Do you guys see a lot of wildlife out here? Because of where you're located? Yeah. You ever seen a bear out here? No. I've never, never a seen a bear a bear 33 years. I've heard of people saying them around Falls Lake, but we get deer and fox and coyotes, coyotes, coyotes and smaller things. Typical nothing, stuff. Yeah, okay. nothing wild. I was curious if you guys have ever seen a bear out here. Beavers and some big old snapping turtles you'll find out here. You'll find some dinosaurs out there walking around. We have some, really. we have some barn swallows that come back every year, and they go down to Central Mexico for the, the wintertime. And usually at first, they digress a little bit just because the crows have gotten into them. They stay in our shop, but usually they're back within, you know, you have that early spring, fake spring, and then like probably second hit of winter. Usually they're within like 12, 14 days showing up in their first warm spell. That's kind wow. of hard. That's where I signed the vertical. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then That's they, awesome. And then when they leave on the backside, they're like, okay, we're a couple weeks away from frost. No way. It's like, oh, that I is. At first I was like, oh, that's kind of BS, and then it was like every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. When Wampo comes over here asking about his pigeons. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got one more gentleman to get to. Mr. Oh, awesome. Wampo. Yeah. 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 Right. Hang on. So we've got a treat now. we got a special guest. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, Mr. Greg Womble. How are you doing, sir? Well, for an old fat man with bad knees, I'm doing great. <laughs> what, what was your first impression when you saw these microphones and cameras? It looked a lot like an interrogation room to me. <laughs> Which you've never been I've in. I've never been in one. Right. I've heard about them. So I guess first thing I need to ask you about is pigeons. <sighs> yeah. Is that a <laughs> you pleading the fifth on pigeons? Sometimes you have to take out the ones that won't leave on their own. That's all I'm going to say. We're an Audubon. We love birds. That's right. So you are the equipment manager here, correct? That's correct. Is that the right term I used? Well, for club corps, it's called a mechanic still. Okay. But we're working on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been out here, Greg? Six years, going on seven maybe. Long enough. How do these guys treat the equipment, okay? Yeah, they do okay. I got one that thinks he's a young NASCAR driver, but... <laughs> I won't mention any names. But. <laughs> is he in the room right now? Huh? Is he in this room? Could be. Okay. Could be. Right. Could be in the room. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> no, they they do a decent job on it. We um we weren't given the best, dealt the best hand with equipment when I got here. That's how I ended up coming by. But uh, we're slowly working on it. What uh what what do you have mostly here? Green, red, orange? Well, we, we're headed red now. It's a it's a rainbow. Fleet, which okay. in my it's fun, I would think, on your end. Well, I'll be real honest with you, I spent twenty three or four years with as a John Deere dealer okay. running their parts and service department. So I was biased a little, but even then if if you had to pick, nobody makes the best of everything, right? Yeah. So if if money weren't an object and you weren't tied into any national contracts or anything, uh, a rainbow pick, picking the the piece it together, piece it together, yeah. getting the best of everybody's is a good deal. That's cool. So, what? Uh, how's your shop here? You got a good shop? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This place was built on uh, it's TPC template. You can go in any TPC shop, okay, and it you can see the influence. I mean, it's it's great, hmm. great facility. Yeah. Other than having the uh, sewer box right beside us, I've <laughs> yeah. saved a lot on cologne and. <laughs> <laughs> deodorant because it doesn't matter what I smell like it's 
It's a, <laughs> and you don't get used to. It. I used to come out here <laughs> as a rep and work on it. Good night, Jim. How do you stand this? He said, oh, you get used to it. No, you don't. <laughs> you just don't. So you're a TTAC member, correct? Yep, yep. Uh, there was something we were talking about here, an event coming up on October 10th. Yep, the Eric Duncanson. It, JRM has done a benevolence fundraiser for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. Um, and Eric Duncanson just passed, and we just have named it the Duncanson Memorial Tournament. And that'll be October the 10th. Um, Carolina Trace and in fact we played Bermuda Run what, a couple of years ago the guys here went with me Yeah. so I'm hoping we have a good turnout I tried to call the office today I was going to ask Tim I don't know if the phones are down at the Carolinas office yeah. I don't know I can't get Kim or anybody it, it rings the phones and must goes. be down I got an email this morning they're in there working okay yeah did you know Eric personally oh yeah do you have oh, some yeah. good memories oh yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> any, any fun ones so, to share? Well, you can edit it if you need to. Okay. But Eric was a character. He, uh, he he finally got his citizenship. He was naturalized about three years ago. One of the best. Like He's still a Scottish wee man, but uh, he was so proud of that. Um, country's countrywide is an old country song here, and it's nationwide because he's the biggest redneck from Scotland I ever met. <laughs> Finally figured out how to deer hunt, and he, you know, got a rifle in his bullets, and he was so proud of being able to own a gun and hunt and a natural citizen and all that yeah. stuff. But uh, he was a character, and uh, we worked the Wyndham last year, and he <laughs> he liked he liked to nip a scotch in the evening. I love scotch, <laughs> and uh, he kept talking about his regalia. You know, we're picking at him about the the kilt and all that stuff called his wife and got her to bring full regalia and showed up the afternoon of like Thursday or Friday during the tournament. I mean, during the tournament. Walks out there and got got his kilt on and he's red-faced and just loving it. And a, one of the cops said, you know, you can wear anything under there. And he said, you don't ever ask him. <laughs> Lifted it up. He said, if you ask, you'll find out. Dude, you, you just mooned a cop. Like, what are you doing? This is a tournament. <laughs> This is so, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he said, now you, that's one rule. If you ask, you're going to see. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. But that, what a you know, character. That, but Eric, um, there's a, I've been in this business a little over 30 years, and I've met a lot. I've had a lot of people work for me and with me, and I've worked for some, some good people. Um, but the, the technicians that that I've met along the way, a lot of them, you know, we're getting to the age where we're kind of weaning ourselves out by one way or another. But uh, Eric was one of those. He was um, gregarious. A lot of technicians are not. A lot of them are probably by upbringing, and they ended up doing this. They'd be a good tradesman but don't have a licensure path, and they end up falling into something like this. And they're just not real outgoing. But Eric was a real outgoing person, and he's a good guy. So if we – That's if awesome. You, Thank you for sharing. If they want to donate or play, they can – Absolutely, donate. Yes, go to the Carolinas. And Carolinas website is doing it, and I think um, Laura's still at JRM. A lot of people buy from them, and yeah. she'll she'll handle it too. But Kim's funneling it through Carolinas. You get your tines from JRM, correct? That's right. Isn't that where you get tines? That's right. Yeah. See, I good know good stuff. tines. 
good times. Well, we we were we were told that you would be a good storyteller and and have some fun things to share. Any anything top of mind that you've seen in your long career that you care to share? That's just I mean the one that you just shared is amazing. But any, any others come to mind that are just funny or uh, yeah. that, See, that we, we can tell? Yeah, that we can, yeah. See, Ideally, he asked that question. And you started smiling, laughing. I wanted to hear about whatever came into your head when you started smiling. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure you want to know what's in my head half the time. <laughs> um, now, there there's been some, you know, I, I've always said if you had the guts to wear a helmet cam for a year, just anywhere you go, you'd be that guy. They're going to look at you. But in one year, you would capture enough video to edit a 90-minute feature-length film that would make Jackass look like a Disney movie. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it it would happen. I, that's just the stuff you see. Stuff I do if I can just, you know. Right. But you know, I, so being around so much, you see a lot of things. But I don't know. There's. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm I'm not as. What I'm impressed with is that to be in this business usually. You're either a grass geek or you love the game so much you just want to be around it, or you take great pride in the stewardship of God's nature, right? And sometimes all three of those. Yeah. But um, I've, I've had the pleasure of coming up when like Butch Sheffield and John Hilton and some, some superintendents who carried clout in this area. When I was a young kid and thought I knew way more than I did. And, they, they gave me a lot of grace and tutelage, and, and I had a lot. I always said superintendents kind of like chefs, you know, they're a little bit artistic. They got a program, and when they get it going, they can get burnt out with it pretty quick and move on. Their tenure is usually not that long. But I, I've met some that really, I, I just, I enjoyed them. They reminded me of my father, my grandfather. Not the, the little brats that we were when we were that age. And there's a lot of superintendents are that way, and I won't call any of those names. But, um, you know, it, just thinking back on it, it's not the, the funny stuff. It's kind of the, the people that are in this. I, I just like the people. I like to see them succeed. That's the reason I'm still doing it. It ain't because you're going to get rich. Right. I can make more money doing a lot of things. Yeah. But the satisfaction at the end of the day being – Seeing this team, these kids, right? Kids, <laughs> they got they got kids. They're right, <laughs> call them kids. <laughs> these young men right here just just started having their own families, and they're growing. And just seeing the growth in the property coming back to what it's supposed to be, you know, the stewardship of it, being part of a successful team. Man, if you if you don't get satisfaction out of that, this this isn't a business for you because it's yeah, it's a lot of work. Not a lot of money. Very well put. Mm. Very well put. That was awesome. I've got to ask, what was the first car you drove? Drove legally or owned? <laughs> no, like, let's go drove. Okay, that would have been a 72 Chevelle. Okay. Um, had to push it out the driveway. It was a little bit. So, so, you, so your parents didn't hear you leaving? That's or? right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and coast it back in. <laughs> got to get, Don't forget to turn the headlights on. Exactly. That can't hit the brakes either because the tail lights come that's, on. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Not that I've ever done that. But no. Yeah. <laughs> Away from the golf course, what are you interested in? What keeps you busy? Uh, nowadays, not like I just went to Boone. Music. I try to hunt and fish a couple, three times a year. Not near as much as I would like to, but um, I got some of my fraternity brothers. I got one in Charlotte that 
follows a band, Jupiter Coyote, and he is obsessed because yeah. they're out of Spartanburg. Yeah. Oh, no, well, all all down there. But they, uh, he follows them, so I'll go. Like I went to Macon with him to see the Capricorn Studios. They got us in a tour. Saw where the Almond Brothers actually recorded and stuff. You know, neat mess like that. That's cool. Just went to Boone this last week for Songwriters Festival, doing a Guy Clark tribute, and, but and smoking meat. That's it. <laughs> well, you smoking briskets? Anything. I, I got a new smoker and I can't mess it up. That's how good it is. <laughs> doing it from your phone? <laughs> nah, okay. no, I'm not. Nah, not yet. I've got What'd you it. Go with. But the Wi-Fi is not working right. I got you. I traded in the man card. I don't wood fire anymore. <laughs> it's basically an oven. <laughs> 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 but it's still classified as smoker, and I'm telling you, you can't like a gun it. case, one of those big ones. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nothing wrong with that, man. Don't Sam, no, I'm, I'm good with it because yeah. I'm eating, eating well. I was about Amen. to say. Well, gentlemen, thank you all. This has been awesome again for letting us invade your office, and uh, it's we'll, been a great day. We need to do it again, though. I agree. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simpla. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.